This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have a familiar person on the show. Uh, you know who she is, Natalie Standing Cloud. Yay. What's going on, Natalie? What's up, Russ? Good I morning. miss you. I know. It's been too long. Two years, right? Two years. Golly, we missed the anniversary. You fucked up. <laughs> I start over. No, I'm just kidding. It's crazy how much that time like went by so fast. Yeah, like, it's it, it just goes faster the older you get. Yeah, and I don't like that. No, I didn't even realize like it was like when you said, "Oh, damn, that's two two years ago." It's so weird to be like, "Yeah, that was two years ago." That was episode twenty nine, I believe. Yeah. Now I'm like a hundred and something. Damn, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> how you feel? Do you feel a lot more like confident? A lot more? Yeah. I mean. What was it like, like coming here the first time? Did, could you tell I was like nervous or like? I feel like we both were nervous. Not, uh-huh. j- well, I mean, just because that was our first time really hanging out and meeting each other and seeing true, each other in person true. too. So not only was it just first podcast, it was first like meeting, first introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel a lot more confident. I'm like closer to the mic, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit louder. I'm not so just like timid <laughs> and inside of myself. So, but um, yeah, dude, we're friends now, so it's just I know. chilling, relaxing. That was our first time meeting. Yeah, each I think other? I feel like it was like really hanging out. True. Yeah, because I remember, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever met you. I asked you on Instagram, yeah. on Facebook, whichever one, and mm-hmm. and yeah, you hit me back, and I think I was asking Trista, because she was saying, like, oh, man, she's getting Natalie on, and it was weird, because that that was that, that was the week after I actually asked you, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I did. I was mm-hmm. like, that's weird, like, you asked me that. And, like, I've, and <laughs> yours was the first podcast I've done, mm-hmm. like, legit, so, like, I didn't really know what to expect, and, like, when I came to your house house, I was like, oh, oh, this is in his house house. <laughs> <laughs> Studio? In a, yeah, okay, all right, all right. I'm flexible. I'm resi. Get down with it. I don't know. I thought you, like, legit. I mean, you will one day. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that badass studio. Mm-hmm. But, like, we all start somewhere, and I just, and it made me more uncomfortable, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, if I could just be chill with somebody and relax and not so super professional, nothing wrong with being professional. But the first time, like, my first time doing a podcast, like, mm-hmm. you, it was good. It was good. Just, like, with you, mm-hmm. for sure. You, like, made it really easy for me. Oh, yeah. That's always my intention is to just chill out no pressure no nothing we just talk and yeah because some podcasts they can get like really mm-hmm. you know i don't know what that is high tension or mm-hmm. just trying to like figure somebody out but in like a weird um confrontal type of way yeah. or like they're trying to like trick them into what, having some crazy. sort of like agenda or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. not just like just hanging out being friends chilling having a conversation yeah not trying to like get somewhere with it i don't know yeah yeah to get like uh, like what's it called uh like try to get you to say something crazy and then yeah get people oh man this is the one thing she said yeah. on here and it's like yeah, yeah. but it's yeah i'm like people say that sometimes like to do that and it's like no no i like 
it's just what it is like mm-hmm. just on here talking chilling mm-hmm. having a good time mm-hmm. but yeah like that first time i was hella nervous and i just didn't know how to i was just like winging stuff because like i was trying to I, I was trying so hard to just talk and keep it going mm-hmm. but yeah now it's like whatever cool i'm so confident like 100 in yeah just yeah. imagine when you get 200 in i know is that something you want to keep doing yeah yeah i have like a lot of other stuff going on but i'm still keep doing this hell yeah that's how i am too i'm just i got a lot of shit going mm-hmm. on. yeah <laughs> juggling a lot of stuff but it's fun though some people say i might be like spreading myself too thin but i just enjoy keeping myself busy and doing other things and not getting too deep into one thing that it burns me out mm-hmm. you know what i mean um, I like too. to just keep my creativity like going in different ways and challenging myself all the time. And um, I mean, there are my times where I, like my social meter will run out and I got to stay home for like a good oh, yeah. two days or three days, you know, and just be totally by myself. But then it gets recharged and I'm back out there. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I hear the same thing. It's like, don't don't wear yourself out, you know, like stick to one thing. It's like, well, why? Like, I mean, if you have an opportunity to do something else and you should probably do it. I mean, not just to like, I don't know, like, yeah, make it, make it good, make it big, make it whatever it is it's supposed to be. But you also want to get that network in, you know, you also want to build relationships with people mm-hmm. and you want to show that professionalism to whatever you're doing. It's all a balance, mm-hmm. really. There's times to be focused on one thing and then there's time to just kind of like chill and float mm-hmm. and do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. Balance. Balance truly, balance is truly. like the main thing. Yeah, try not to go to one extreme or the other. Just kind of no. keep it in the middle right there. Just put your feet in the water. <laughs> yeah. Wiggle those toes around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's and then right. just then slowly dive in. Hey. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of, you know, starting out 2023, I just had my birthday uh, mm. like last Sunday, I believe, January 15th. But I share my birthday with my mom. Mm. So she's 46. I'm 28. I like to say 28 is great. Eight's my favorite number. <laughs> I think I mentioned that last time. But anyways, yeah, so my year's uh, 28 this year and I just feel like it's already starting off like really good. Um, what's it? Uh, I have my comedy show coming up in February. I'm also going to be going to New York uh, a week before the comedy show to do uh, New York Fashion Week. It's Rise. Um, I'm going to be walking for Lee. She makes the handbags. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she got me in there. And then I'll have my comedy show the week after that. It's going to be a two-day gig. Saturday night's already sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's 250 people. God dang. Um, so the Saturday night sold out. We still have tickets going for Sunday. Uh, the Sunday show is going to have a sign language interpreters. So I think that's going to be really funny because mm-hmm. I got to see how they do bullshit. Because <laughs> I've seen other people do it two different ways. So like one way is like if you do a little like a little bullhead and then you put your hand at the other side. And oh you just really? Like spit it out like that. <laughs> I think that's how you say bullshit. And <laughs> anyway, I'm going to test the sign language in- interpreter and <laughs> just just stand there and just kind of look at her and just say bullshit and then see how she does it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, what else do I have going on? Yeah, March, I'm going to be doing that tattoo convention. Mm. And I think we talked about that last time we got back together or got together. And um, I was doing it for the first time when we first talked about it. Mm-hmm. And so this is my second time going to that tattoo convention, Homeward Bound in Tulsa. And um, uh, last year I tried to compete, but I didn't compete with any t- tattoos that I did that at the event. Um, I showed old, old tattoos that were already healed. Um, and obviously I didn't place, I feel like they give more respect to tattooer, tattooers that do tattoos and enter them the day of ones that they did at the event. They're fresh and, and I mean, they do look better compared to like trying to compete with healed stuff. But like, that was my first time going into it. So I thought that was probably my best strategy. Cause I was like really nervous about trying to get one done at the event and then compete that same day with it mm-hmm. this year. Obviously my strategy's changed. I'm a lot more seasoned and experienced and I'm going to try and like place this year with a tattoo tattoo that I'm doing at the convention. So the, they have different categories and the category I'm going to try for is job stopper. And um, that includes like the neck area or on top of the hands. Mm -hmm. And so my man's always wanting to get like a ram face on his neck because he's an Aries. Mm -hmm. So and here he has like a pretty large like scissor tail on the side of his his neck that I've already done for him behind his ear. And so we're going to just completely fill out his neck and try to see if we can place something. Whoa! Yeah, it's kind of a challenge, but I like challenging myself. So you had a huge 2022 that began with Res Dogs. That's right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your anti episode. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That was revolutionary, right? Mm-hmm. I already knew it was going to be a big thing when we started shooting it. It took us a week to shoot that episode, mm-hmm. and um, there were some things that were cut, which I, which were totally okay with me because when they cut the things out, it made more sense and it made the the story flow better and and bring focus to who it needed focused on. Mm-hmm. But in the original script, I had like a lot more scene, like the uh, the scenes were a little bit more if I can say this in a humble way, the scenes were a little bit more focused on me. Like there was a scene in the club where I was singing karaoke. I was going to sing uh, Sheryl Crow's, um, what's that song? Uh, Strong Enough. Mm-hmm. I was going to sing that. And then in the steaming vagina scene, it was me steaming my vagina, not uh, Bear's mom. And I think there was like a couple more things, but they made cuts around it and, and shifted people. And I totally supported that because I feel like in the lineup or if there's a if there was a tier of people, there's like Bear's mom at the top and then uh, Jana, Beverly and then Teeny, And then there's me because I'm like the newest auntie coming up in the gig. And these women uh who I worked with, they've worked really hard to get where they are. They've already had a lot of experience. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like it was only right to kind of put them up front. And then since Jana's like, um, Rutherford Falls TV show has discontinued, Mm. I felt like she was, she should have been like the number two, you know what I mean? Getting supported in this episode instead of me being, it felt like I was the number two for a minute before they made the cuts. So after they made the cuts, I was just like, oh yeah, this is really, I I really like this. So um, anyways, yeah, it took us a week to film the episode. And throughout that week, I got a lot closer with uh, Rita and and Jana and T and um, uh, Tamara. And uh, man, I just, I just soaked it all in really. You know, Mm. I I enjoyed getting to know the ladies and and we had to learn that dance in like three days. It was so hard. It was so fun, but damn it, it was challenging. It really was. And um, we just knew, we just knew that what we were making was going to be, you know, just groundbreaking, Mm -hmm. you know, to have these, these native women together like this and have the, uh, the attention and focus on, on older native women. And, um, what did you think? <laughs> well, I like the the turn of like season two. Like, you know, like season one was like about bearing them and what had happened. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just turned into like different. I mean, not necessarily away from them, but it showed more of like everybody. It else. showed the community. Yeah. yeah so like, so the, the first episode was kind of like a crash course into it. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like we got to establish stuff and it's the second season that gets to kind of like spread out a little bit more. Yep. you know and dive deeper yep so that, i really like that and the fact that like it shows that even the older generations before us deal with kind of the same things that the now generations are mm-hmm. in those changes and things you know the choices we make so but i like the episode uh i remember when because man i was supposed to be at that uh place the the conference center yeah and uh like as an extra uh well like to have a booth but oh, I was that's supposed, right. to, I was that's supposed right. to have a booth with uh, toke signals. Okay. I couldn't go, man. I had to, I just started this other job and I was a social media guy and our director had just left us like out of nowhere. I don't know if I could say that, but they left us and they left everybody. I, I was new and I was like, I don't even, ha- I don't even know like what I'm doing. Like, and she just like bounced out. Like, see oh, you. No. Good enough. Good better job. See you. Oh, damn. And so like we're, everybody's like running around with no director mm. and I was like, running around with no direction yeah. and then i was just like could i take off and they're like man probably not you know and i was like Fuck. but if you could have you would have made yeah i would have made it yeah i would have been over there but Damn. but i mean like you know i just i still got to have some merch cool. there cool so uh, um the department team shout out to the department team of res dogs didn't they do such a good job mm-hmm. that like there's so many details that they really pay attention to and they make sure they put it in there I yeah love it. everything down to everything yeah and shout out to them for you know letting my merch be on there it was on it was with toke signals they just made a booth for both of us and i just told isaiah pretend you're me mm-hmm. or like or if there's like uh, a fake russell there hey <laughs> That's so funny. Stunt double. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But it's so good. But I mean, like, I wish I could have went. But next time, for sure, um, I know there's be more opportunities. But man, like, I just loved the episode because it just reminded me of like, because I grew up around like women, like with my mom and my aunts and my grandma. So like, it was always cool to like hear them joke around each other or they get mad at each other, Mm -hmm. and it's just like. It was just like growing up again, mm-hmm. you know, it was like just 
laughing around, joking and I shit. definitely felt like I was with my family when mm-hmm. we were filming. My mm-hmm. new aunties, my new sisters, you mm-hmm. know, and then like playing my character. Um, I just kind of thought about all the women in my family and mm-hmm. people that I've dealt with in my life and tried to bring them in. That but, humor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady humor. And I mean, it was just like, it was so cool to see, you know, all like there was so many people in the episode too. Mm-hmm. Like at the conference Mm -hmm. and then i mean throughout the season though knowing people seeing them in the show it's like i mean it's so powerful Mm -hmm. like i I, like seeing us i just tune in yeah yeah, i just tune in to watch you guys yeah that's so cool i mean that's that's basically like it's bringing us all together honestly like i love the show i do love it but it's it's so powerful to see like our people our, our friends our everybody we know on there and it's like just like an incredible feeling Mm -hmm. you know it's not just like a show like oh you know tune it in it's it's deeper than it's deeper than that that. it's deeper than that and man but you know seeing you on there i was like because the first season you were the optometrist receptionist receptionist yeah 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 Yeah, and then and i and i I didn't expect to come back for the second season either Mm -hmm. like people were always asking me and and they're like oh yeah you're gonna come back you can come back and like i'm not one of those people who's gonna bother sterling and the rest of the people because they're already busy with what they're doing and if they need me they'll they'll ask for me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and if they don't need me then i'm gonna appreciate what i got you know Mm -hmm. and take it for that so when they wanted me for the second season and i got to read the episode i was like holy smokes like they're really lifting me up on this one Mm -hmm. you know and i and it's crazy too because they just they named me natalie in the show yeah right (laughs) (laughs) there it was funny because i think bobby was the one that messaged me he's like hey have, have we given you a name in the show yet and I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, okay, then you're just going to be Natalie. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> that works. That really works. But you know why that works is because, you know, when Will Smith first did uh, Fresh Prince, he yes. had control. I think I told you this, didn't I? No, but I, I remember hearing about him being just him, right? Yeah, his well, name. so he had control over what his character's name was going to be. Mm-hmm. And one of his friends or mentors told him, they were like, make it Will make it your name because this is going to be your first breakout role, you know, in the, in the, in the entertainment industry and you want it to be you, Mm -hmm. you know know what I mean? So I thought that was really neat that they just kept my name too. So, yeah. I mean, I was like, I was just so proud to see you in episode one. I mean, episode one, season one Mm -hmm. in that scene of, uh, res dogs. And I remember we're all like fucking Natalie, like, She's an IHS working. Mm-hmm. And then this season it was like even bigger. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh fuck, you know, and and uh I mean it was just like you could see like I could see so many different spin-offs from this season. Oh season yeah, two. they wanted it bad. They want like mm-hmm. an anti movie. Yeah. I was like, holy smokes, mm-hmm. they love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I wanted to see yeah. more. Yeah. Of, like just Oh the my gosh. I think they were only like what, thirty minute? episodes yep. we, c- we could have went a full hour there was a lot that was cut that was brilliant that's what i hear mm-hmm. a lot of funny moments a lot of stuff but yeah they had to make that 30 minute i wish it was episode. longer I, yeah it could have been it, they should be an hour honestly why not why i know not? i know we're making three hour movies we can have an hour episode tv <laughs> movies are getting crazy now yeah yeah they are getting <laughs> wild yeah, man, I would. Oh, man, I, I've been saying that since the first season. I was like, man, I wish these were like 45 minutes, mm-hmm. even an hour, like a like an hour season premiere and then like an hour finale. That'd and then cool. the rest of like I know they I minutes. think they added more episodes the second season. Mm-hmm. So like the first season only had like what eight ep- episodes and then the second season has 10, I think. Mm-hmm. So we'll see yeah. how the third season goes. 13. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, I think they're supposed to start filming soon. Yeah. 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 They always start around this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be out in August. Wow. It's so crazy, like, how fast that yeah, is. Yeah, TV shows move really fast. Mm-hmm. Movies can take years to finish. Really? hmm I always thought it was, like, the same or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, too. At the beginning, I did, mm-hmm. yeah, until I got into it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is how it works. There, There's a, I think there's a movie out there that I was in that's trying to be finished. But Whoa. sometimes that happens. Like, sometimes, I mean, COVID happens. Funding, sure. funding happens. I mean, I, it, I feel bad for productions that are like years in the making or if they have like sequels and stuff Mm -hmm. and like something tragic happens to one of the actors or crew members that was like essential you know and they have to like move around that or or, you know adapt with it Mm -hmm. you know so that's that's kind of troublesome when you have productions that take that long to finish sure you know there's just obstacles and things that you got to deal with but yeah tv shows do move really fast though 
Um, I just think it depends on who's running the, the show. You know what I mean? How organized they are, how successful they are getting funding and, you know, how hard they work at it. Yeah. Yeah. I was but, surprised because I didn't know, t- I didn't know TVs move so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. like some other TV shows, damn, they take like a year or some shit, but mm-hmm. like with Res Dogs, it was like they filmed and then they wrapped and I thought, oh, it'll be out next year. But it was yeah. out like three the months same, later. The same the year. The same year it was yeah, out. Yeah, that's how like, fast they move. Damn, they're fucking working their asses mm-hmm. off. They keep up with their schedules. And so. I, I'm sure that has like even bigger planning behind it, you know, with the seasons and things like that or like however they're they're putting their calendar with it. But mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, lots of planning, lots of planning, lots of planning. And then so you went from doing the anti episode. Then what else did you do in 2022? It was last year, right? Yeah, last year. God, so let's see. Leading uh, up to this year. I, I mean, I tattoo full time. I'm always tattooing mm-hmm. um, when I'm not tattooing. Sometimes I, I did some art markets. I was at ScostiCon mm. and then I was also at FAM. First American uh, Museum's uh, Christmas Mar- Market, okay. the Christmas Market that they had, art market. So, um, Scotty Con was cool. Scotty Con was the first Indigenous Comic Con that happened in Tahlequah in my hometown. Mm-hmm. So they had that NSC. I had my booth set up, and I was just busy throughout the whole thing. I almost sold out of all my stickers and, and uh, prints and things. Yeah, but um, it was really nice to be uh, considered like a special guest there too, and and just seeing everybody and them coming up to me and just congratulating me on everything that I've done, and just felt really validating. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, just really like humbled me and stuff because I just felt the love. I felt the love and the support, and I felt seen. And um, I don't know. I feel like for myself, I've I've been able to to accept that throughout the years and just kind of have that validation for myself, you know, without having other people tell me. And, um, and it's kind of weird having people tell me now. Cause I just, I mean, I, I obviously am very thankful for it, but I'm just, I don't know. It kind of feels weird. I, I don't know. Cause like, I guess I'm, is this what it feels like to be famous? Was that mm-hmm. what it, you know what I mean? Like I can't go to like powwows and like native gatherings without somebody noticing me now. And knowing who I am from Res Dogs, and everybody's really friendly and stuff. And I mean, I I like that, that everybody's friendly and stuff. But like, I also got to be careful with everybody that comes up with me too, because I don't know everybody's true intentions and you know why they're really being nice to me. Or, or sometimes they act like they know me, that mm-hmm. type of thing. And then sometimes that will bleed into my tattoo work. Some people that are trying to like get uh, appointments and things and not really going the professional way about it because they think they know me from other things. You know yeah. what I mean? So I I guess it's a new kind of creature that I'm having to deal with is this new uh different type of being seen mm-hmm. I guess Pop- uh, popularity I guess that's the word to use mm-hmm. um so that's different just having to navigate with that um if I continue to do acting and my jobs get bigger then that's something I'll have to deal with because I never did this acting stuff to get famous I did the acting stuff because I like to play and I like to use my imagination and I like to meet people and tell stories and dress like everything else but the famous stuff like I don't really care about like that fam- fame can get scary really fast because yeah. then you you kind of lose yourself your identity you suddenly belong to the public mm-hmm. is what that what that is so it's a, a definitely like a, a tightrope to walk you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but you know, just balance is what we talked about earlier. Just keeping everything in balance. You know, I definitely got to be um, a lot more careful with my privacy and everything like that. And I've been working harder at trying to se- to separate my my business from my personal things like that. Um, man, I got to tell you about this audition I had last year, though. Uh, they flew me out to Wyoming. And man, I was like this close to almost getting that main native girl spot in 1923. And if I would have got that boy, I wouldn't even be here right now. That was huge. Mm -hmm. And it was between me and seven other girls. And that that part is huge. I don't know if you guys have seen 19. Have you watched it? Have you started watching it? You know who I'm talking about then? The part I'm talking about? Yeah, that could have been me. But I'm okay that's not because Amina, she's the girl that got it. She's phenomenal. And she totally, that's like her spot for real. Mm -hmm. But anyways, just the fact that I was able to do the audition and I was like in front of like Taylor Sheridan and everything, like he was like from me to you. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting here trying to do the audition. I had to speak, I think it was Ponka. Oh, really? hard, bro. That was the hardest audition I've ever done in my life. But there's also, there's a chance that I could get a part like that now. That was just my first biggest audition. And what I'm trying to say is now that I got that one over with, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, let's go. Next one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've, I've got that over with. I mean, I'm always going to be nervous when I audition, but that was like the the most extreme for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I might get more of that or that extreme. But after you get the first one done over with, you know, you just get better at each one you do. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for what comes in the future. What was your first audition? Like, what did you, what was the first thing you ever auditioned for? Like, movie or television wise? Mm, that's a good, good question. I want to say maybe Crooked Arrows. Do you remember that movie? It was a lacrosse movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't get it. Okay. I've, I've been told no a lot in my life. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I haven't got. You know, some people uh, can see me in a, in a weird light and think like, oh, she's always been this way or oh, she gets things so easy. But like even I've been told no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anybody out there that's trying to be like me, just don't, you're going to be told no. Mm-hmm. But keep going until you hear the, hear the yes. And yeah. that's how I've lived my life, you know, and, and then I really appreciate the yeses for what they are. That's important, like, because you got to work your ass off. Yeah, you to have, do to, this you have shit. to work. You yeah, know? you can't just give up. You know, and that's with anything in life. It doesn't have to be acting. Nope. You know, I mean, if you just give up the first time you're told no or the first time something gives, you know, doesn't go your way, you're going to be really miserable. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Yep. You just got to keep pushing forward and learn. You know what I mean? The, the failures are just lessons, you know, and, and eventually one of those failures are going to be a success. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing me and my, my best friend always tell each other that like success is literally failures. It's just until one of those failures works. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's something to learn every time you, you, you get down because you, you just got to keep getting up. True. But. That's, I mean, I had to learn that, like, from just being a young adult because I was always, like, I wanted a handout, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted somebody to give me something. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't of, expect a, that. Yeah, a lot of times if you are given something, mm-hmm. you won't take care of it nope. as much as you would have if you earned it. I would have fucked it up. Yeah. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I would have gradually fuck that up and then never be seen again <laughs> and i'm so i'm glad nobody ever tried to give me anything of like you know because i i wanted to be like on sets like working on sets but i but i was so like outdated because i went to i in 07 right to 2010 and everything we learned back then is like totally different now mm-hmm. i mean there's so much different easier things you could do with film and whatever and and I barely knew like what I was even doing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody said, "Here, man," you know, I would have just you wasn't ready. I would have gradually yeah. just screwed it up, and yeah. then nobody would ever hear me. So, but I just had to buckle down and just like try to figure out, you know, like what it is I should try to do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then the pod was like, "It's not easy. It's not easy. Like it's really nerve wracking because mm-hmm. you." You got to, after we're done talking like that first time, I had to put this in my computer and listen to myself. Yeah. And I hated my voice. I just, it was so like cringe to me. I've only watched my auntie episode maybe about (laughs) two, three times. Really? Yeah. You feel the same? It's like. I do. I got to see it for the one time and I'm like, okay, I don't have to watch that ever again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Unless I have to like watch it again to remember something that happened or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, yeah. I mean, I watch her. I watch myself on scream and i'm just like that's not me <laughs> who is that her name's natalie but i don't know <laughs> yeah so weird i'm pretty sure that's how johnny depp feels too because he doesn't watch his shit neither oh really yeah johnny depp doesn't watch any of his stuff huh. at least that's what i heard who knows mm-hmm. he probably doesn't i heard i don't think i've ever heard of anything about him i remember he was in dead man mm-hmm that old native show with Gary Farmer, mm-hmm. or native movie, I think, mm-hmm. with Gary, Uncle Gary. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Uncle Gary. Uncle Brownie. Damn. But yeah, Crooked Arrows was your first audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was with Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I didn't get to meet him or get that far mm-hmm. into it. I just yeah. sent my audition in and then didn't hear anything back. And I was just like, oh my God, yeah. I didn't get it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then move on. Next thing. Was it for a lacrosse player? Um, it was for, I think, that main girl that was in the movie that, like, broke her arm. I think oh. that's the part that I would have been. Okay. Yeah. I remember watching that, like, a long time ago, but I I need to watch it again, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that was cool to, like, have, like, that representation. I mm-hmm. mean, it was such a, like, a lower, I guess, budget kind of movie. Yeah. And I forgot about it until you, because I was like, Crooked Arrows, that sounds familiar, but I don't remember yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the lacrosse movie up north. Mm-hmm. The... I'm not even going to tempt tribes because I don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you would have been in that, that would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it is wild. And it's crazy when you start getting into like the acting game and paying attention to like other actors that you like look up to or, or admire and then seeing where they started. Mm-hmm. Cause like you'll find them in really, really old movies where they just have like a little spot and then they're done. 
and then you'll be gradually see their their journey of how they get just more and more screen time as they get you know more involved and more experienced with their their careers mm-hmm. and that was by what, what year was that that was really early in the game i mean yeah. i was in probably like eighth grade for real? honestly i was oh, probably wow. yeah but i that's how bad i want it i was like man i still like just get me in there mm-hmm. okay, so i can get out of school and go do that for the rest <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I, I needed to stay in school. I needed, you know, my time happened when it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So I've been really grateful for everything that's happened so far. Yeah. You've been building up since then. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's just, that's what we were talking about. It's just like, that's, that's what it takes. I mean, years, like years to build up and make these relationships and network and everything. Mm-hmm. And you got to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, like you were talking about, you're trying to separate your personal from your pers- professional life. Right. And that's how like you should always like look at it, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause you can't bring in like personal things, you know, to, and that'll fuck it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. basically like you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Right. And I mean, and there is that. a time, you there is that. a time to like switch off, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just relax and, oh, yeah. and be at home. Cause like, yeah. even when it comes to my tattoos, like I just want to have tattoo conversations in the shop. I'm yeah. not trying to have those on my phone when I'm by my, with my family, you know, just trying to live my personal life mm-hmm. off the clock. And, a, and it's been kind of a hard journey for me because I'm such a yes man. Oh, I'm such a yes man. It's so hard for me to tell people. And I'm a people pleaser. I'm, I'm trying. I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been trying really hard to be professional about the way I do things and tell people right away and not open that door for them. Because once you open the door, they're just like, Psh, you yeah, know, just all the conversations about tattoos and this, this and that. And I've been trying to be really firm in my ground and be like, OK, this conversation can continue, but it's going to continue in my business email. Send it to that and then we'll talk then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, oh, you know, maybe. Maybe this will be, and then they'll, you know, just walk right on through and walk, yeah. walk right over me. So, um, yeah, just having to, to, to deal with that stuff. But, um, and then, like I said, like more and more people knowing me in, in public has been strange. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I, I used to be known for like my tattoos. I mean, I still am known for my tattoos, but now it's like they have a face to go with the tattoos because of the TV show. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a whole weird, weird new set of eyes on me, you know? But I'm um, just dealing with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just something new that's different to me. Mm-hmm. You know, my world's a lot. It feels a lot bigger now, obviously. Yeah. But also smaller, too, because it's native country. So it's 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 weird. Yeah. It's a weird combo. Mm-hmm. Are you still at Ink Junkies? Yeah, Ink Junkies. I've been there for two years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Still love it. It's a great place. Um, yeah, I've been learning a lot. I feel like my tattoos have definitely gotten better as well as my acting. Um, I'm just trying to get, keep a good balance in between all of it. I'm also, um, starting to try to get into like designing fabrics. Mm-hmm. So since I've been working with Lee, she makes the handbags. I've, I've been trying to design fabric for her that she can make into the handbags. Mm-hmm. I thought would be really cool. I'm starting to get into the fashion world modeling for sure. Cause mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to uh, New York city soon. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Um, any, any way I can just spread my creativity in different mediums that's what I try to do because I feel like that helps me grow as an artist and I've told people like I've done more tattoos than I've done finished artworks to be honest mm-hmm. but um but yeah um, my grandmother also uh, recently gave me her silver smithing table and me and her have made two pieces of silver in the past and I'm trying to pick that up from her because that's what she did um but that's like another different medium I'm trying to work with too so working with silver and doing silver work jewelry yeah, jewelry. Yeah, yeah silversmithing. Mm-hmm. Okay. We uh, made a made a ring together one time, and then I also have like a pendant that I made. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, soldered the metal and everything together. Whoa. It is neat. Yeah, yeah. Natalie's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like making stuff. Yeah. Is that like hard to do, or is it? It's kind of scary at first. Is cause it scary? Because you got to deal with like fire. <laughs> you Ooh, know what I mean? Yeah. And metal, and yeah, I, I'm gonna be really nervous trying to do that on my own. Because she's in Montana right now, so I don't really have her like right there to mm-hmm. guide me. But I mean, I can give her a call, FaceTime, whatever, and she'll help me through it. But mm-hmm. I feel like this is my time to like, all right, you know, I can't have Grandma's help anymore, so I gotta do it on my own. You know, mm-hmm. so. That's something else I'm trying to get into. Whoa. Let me know if you make rings. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'm going to start out really simple yeah. at first, but I'm I'm excited to see what I can work with. You got to melt down that everything you do, melt it down. And I haven't got that far yet. Oh, okay. I've just done like soldering and like bending the metal oh. and things like that. Just okay. really basic stuff. But eventually when I get better at doing the basics, I'll get more complicated and just that's with anything. You mm-hmm. know, you just learn, learn more as you go. Yeah. I don't know too much about jewelry making. It's just like. I, I assume you melt down stuff and then you somehow, I don't know. I'm not going to say There's that. lots of, there's lots of different <laughs> techniques. They're really cool though. It is really neat. 
I watch Forge and Fire a lot. Hey, so. Forge and Fire. <laughs> when they make the knives? Yeah, when they make Will the it knives. Cut? I love that show too. It's badass. <laughs> and then you talk about fashion. Like you've been modeling too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have been modeling, which is wild to me because like there was a time in my life where I was like, I ain't tall enough. I'm not skinny enough for modeling. Modeling the fact walking a catwalk, what? No. And my mom would always make me when we get new clothes, she's like, model the clothes for me. So I have to like do a little mini fashion show in the living room and show off the new clothes for school. You know, but I didn't think that I would be really doing that one day. Mm-hmm. And for indigenous brands, it's like really cool to me. Mm-hmm. I just I, I've, I'm so about supporting people in my community. And that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so, uh? What was your first one you did? First fashion show? Yeah. You walked it? Correct. Um, I think it had to be that one at First Americans Museum. I think it was in like the winter season. I walked for Tanya Weevil and I wore this like deer deer leather skin uh business suit deer hide it was like white and um it had like a pencil uh pencil skirt and then it had like the blazer and then i wore this like blue satin underneath because the blazer had like some blue satin type of uh embroidery i think on it Mm -hmm. but it was beautiful it was a beautiful suit and um i took a picture from that and posted it and a lot of people really really liked it and it kind of gave me confidence because i was like oh you know maybe maybe i can do this and not be like six one and 120 pounds or whatever the hell you know what i mean maybe i can just be me and that will be enough Mm -hmm. and it so far has been you know and and i really i'm thankful that the fashion show and the spectrum of beauty has widened so much more because there i mean beauty's everywhere and real bodies are real and i don't think there should be just one type you know because there's all different types of types um and i feel like for myself i'm just kind of like an average uh built woman so um if i can help help other average built women feel confident in wearing the clothes i'm wearing because they know the clothes i'm wearing are also going to look like how it's going to look on their bodies because they have the same similar body type then you know i think that's just helpful for both of us i guess you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah, yeah one thing that was really um detrimental to me growing up was trying to imagine myself looking a certain type of way because the clothes on that model looked it was like I was going to get the body if I wore those clothes Mm -hmm. but that's obviously not the case so it's nice to see the the body type and fashion change yeah Mm -hmm. especially for indigenous fashion shows absolutely I like the flyers how they say all shapes all sizes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. welcome Mm -hmm. we welcome you to uh, I guess try out for modeling or mm-hmm. something like that yeah lots know. of people just want to get up on stage and yeah. be seen and, and look good in some clothes you know clothes that fit them mm-hmm. um which is really really nice and then also just seeing all the designs that are coming out too and the inspiration that come from those designs and seeing the contemporary and seeing uh, some of the his- historical you know more accurate clothing too and just the way that people are e- able to weave those back and forth um, and then, yeah, the different body types, but also different shades of people, too. I mean, natives aren't just brown skin, long hair, you know, natives. There's all different types because we're all mixed with other stuff, too. You yeah. know? We're not just out here all full blood native people. <laughs> I yeah, know. Right? As much as I guess we like to be, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. If anyone has any 10X shirts, I'll wear it. Hey. No. <laughs> no <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, the fashion's been really fun. It's, it's been uh, coming up a lot more frequently, too. And um, just kind of how we talked about Crooked Arrows, like that was kind of like the one native movie for a, a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like now, I mean, as, I don't like the word trendy, but it is. Being native is super trendy now. People are really like diving into it and supporting it and loving it. And that's the, the better part, that people are like paying attention to it. And there's a lot more support and love coming to it. But also, I like that our people are having more resources and giving more chances to make better things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's always good, too. I mean, now there's so much representation out there, mm-hmm. you know, because growing up for me, it was like, I didn't even know I was native. I didn't know I was Pawnee. I mean, I knew I was Pawnee, but I didn't know what that meant, right? Okay, so I had the same thing. Like, I knew I was Cherokee, but I was like, I don't really feel right telling people that. Mm-hmm. But they, it's easy for people to tell me I'm Cherokee because, obviously, I, I look Cherokee. I'm identifi- identifiably Cherokee, but I didn't grow up. Cherokee. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up traditional. I didn't grow up in like a, a speaking house of, you know, Cherokee people. I grew up with the white side of my family. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then there's that other like weird side of me that kind of feels a certain type of way when racism is brought up or when people like native people be hating on white people mm-hmm. or vice versa, because I'm like, damn, y'all are both my people. I'm, I feel fucked up right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's always good. I mean, it's, it's great to see just the embracing of, you know, just 
being you, being just native a native person in general. I mean, it's so you know because I know back in the day it was you know hard to do that. It was hard to you know yeah. want to embrace your being indigenous and everything. Yes, yes. I I remember in in middle school it was mainly in like and um it took me a long time to just kind of like. Uh, embrace myself you mm-hmm. know but then d- dive deeper because like I, I like I like you said I, I I didn't feel right saying people like saying I was Cherokee without having something to give more weight to it besides my outside look so when I found out found out I was Cherokee um I, I worked harder to understand what that really meant so I that's when my um the light in my my heart ignited to to want to ner- learn more about the language to want to learn more about my family and my connections to this tribe, like how am I related? And then like the history of that, you know, and when I do tattoos, I've become, uh, it's, it's become more of a thing to kind of educate people when it comes to native artwork, because sometimes I'll have people, mainly white people come to my tattoo shop and they want some native imagery, mm-hmm. which can be kind of touchy sometimes just depends on what it is. Right. So, and then their intentions behind it. So like they come in and say that they want uh, this like Cherokee teepee or Cherokee headdress. And, you know, it's not bad that they want those things, but I first got to be like, okay, if I do this for you, I want you to know that this isn't Cherokee. But the reason why you think it is, is because the trail tears literally like we aren't from, even though we're here in Oklahoma, we aren't from Oklahoma. We're from like Northeastern, you know, Carolina and, and Georgia. And um, over there, we're like mound builders. And like we have the long houses and we don't have the teepees and we don't have the headdresses. We we worked with the land that was out there. And those were the things that we used, you know, in our regalia and things like that. And the fact that you think that um, Cherokee headdresses and Cherokee teepees are a thing. is, But then when I bring in the history, the actual, they, they put two and two together. It's like a light bulb goes off and they, they finally understand why it's such a thing. Like why we kind of get offended when people do that stuff. And, and it's not, I mean, the teepees and the headdresses are native. You're, you're not wrong about that, mm-hmm. but they just aren't Cherokee. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you still want the headdress and the teepee? You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it, it could be Caddo. It could be, you know, the other, the tribes that were here in Oklahoma. So that's, it's been a, an interesting, interesting experience having to deal with those conversations in the tattoo shop, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I like how you're educating too. I try to, you yeah. know, I'm still learning myself and oh, I'm trying yeah, to be accurate, you know what I mean? Cause like, just because I look the way I do doesn't mean I'm fluent in my language. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I know everything about my people. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And there was a time in my life where I got offended cause I was like, Oh, they're not Cherokee. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I found out like my Salish people, Salish Kootenai up in Montana, they had the hip, uh, the headdresses, they had the teepees. So I still kind of get the chance to kind of like own a little bit of that, you know, have take pride in that and, and know that it's authentic and real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. Um, I don't know everything about Pawnee language. You know, I'm trying to learn the language. I mean, that's, I think that's like my biggest thing. It's so hard, though, because you we're English speakers. Mm-hmm. And it's so and we, hard and to we forget think, that. We think like English people. Yep. You know what I mean? And and when you learn the language, there's it's a different way of thinking is what I've been told mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, because like when we're in class and stuff, a lot of people, it's it was hard for some people because there's no commas. Mm-hmm. There's no periods. There's no... English composition, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way to kind of put this in a sentence. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is how it is. Mm-hmm. This is you know, it, it's describing this, and it's just one or two words, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, that's and it was hard to kind of grasp grasp that for me. It was like getting the vowels right, you know, because R is a D sound, mm-hmm. and it was hard to be like, you know, like a dotty that means brother, mm-hmm. like I R A R I, and then it's like. Arari, like yeah, 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 <laughs> man. But you know, it's the little things that count. Mm-hmm. You know, you you start small. Like uh, I, I try to remember, obviously, like colors, numbers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you. I mean, when I walked in, I saw your Skoden Sudas, Matt. Mm-hmm. But did you see the Cherokee one I made? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That says like OCO coming in and don't go hunting, going out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like little things. Like like I, one of my goals or dreams that I have is to kind of make more home decor that, in a sense, can still educate on language mm-hmm. you know now is that on your etsy page um i'm gonna make some more mats and probably sell them at the local dispensary in tahlequah that i have okay. uh, connections with mm-hmm. but um 
I mean, if I were to mass produce those, I'd need like a glow forage or something fancy, like a machine to help me pump them out a little quicker. Cause like I'm just cutting them out and spray painting like a stencil right now. Mm. So it takes a lot of time. I bet. But, but I mean, like, I feel like it has enough, uh, support and love for it that people would want it. Yeah. But, um, I feel like if I were going to take that route, I'd want to really plan it and get some stuff done. I don't ever want to sell something, sell somebody something that hasn't been made yet. Cause that would freak me out. So I, I really want to plan on um, having like a, like a collection of things, get them done and then like sell it as like a set mm-hmm. and then do it that way. Mm. I think that would be really cool. Kind of want to be like pioneer woman, but not really, you know, she just does the flowers and yeah. shit. I just want to, I want to do like the language or something like that. Also, I have a goal for myself is to learn enough language to at least tell a short story in my language. I feel like that's a, a, a realistic goal to have. Oh, that's cool. You know, if you, and, and that's, you know, a, a pretty good step, I feel like, mm-hmm. to take a first step when it comes to trying to learn the language. If you can tell at least one short story and get through it. Animation story? I mean, just whatever yeah. kind of short story. Just like even if I, it might start out as a sentence at first, you know, like the spider brought us fire. If it has to be that short and simple, it will be. Mm-hmm. But then uh, as I learn more and I can put more detail in it, into it and make the story a little bit more elaborate, I think that would be a cool way to go about that, to mm-hmm. challenge myself. Okay. I was going to ask you, did you uh, did you go to Indian Market and model? No, I didn't. But I, I mean, if I, if I ever get the chance, I'll go. I thought you went there. Mm-mm. Mandela effect. Maybe, maybe. Maybe in the future. Maybe you're predicting something. Maybe I dreamed it. That <laughs> 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 was there. <laughs> uh, I'm down to go wherever. Honestly, yeah. I don't even think I've I don't even think I've been to Indian Market because really? I feel like if I have, I would remember. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I have either. I think I've talked about it and like people have wanted me to go, but something will come up and I have to not go or whatever. So. Maybe we talked about it last time before we started recording because mm-hmm. I, I think I may have asked you, would you ever want to like, I guess set up there, you know? Yeah, that would market. be cool, man. Running booths take a lot of work. I mm-hmm. have a lot of respect for artists that have to put in all that work and have all that m- merchandise and deal with the math. <laughs> Fuck the math, man. I got dyscalculia bad. Those numbers mess me up. Days mess me up. Days, I gotta, I gotta ask Norman what I'm doing. Like, Should keep you on track. Week or two weeks ahead of time because <laughs> I forget like a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. it just runs in together. It does. And it I hate does. doing that because I feel bad if I forget something. Yeah, and it's like, fuck, man. I mean, same, same. And then know. I'm like the yes man too, so I gotta be sec- take a second and be like, okay, hold on, Natalie, hold your horses, look through your schedule. Can you really say yes to this or not? Because mm-hmm. I know you want to be nice and do everything, but you can't. Yeah, right. You can't. You gotta have balance. Yeah balance balance and we're back to balance mm-hmm. um so natalie uh if you have anything coming up let the people know any more art markets any any fashion shows any any uh movie shows we should be looking out for all right let me look at my schedule real quick so i'm in uh, at ink junkies in T- tulsa from like Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. That's off 71st. So I'm always doing tattoos there. If you want to come by and see me and talk tattoos, that's where I want to do that at. And you can uh, set appointments there or send us an email at inkjunkiestattoo at gmail.com. Let's see what's coming up. February, I think on the 10th or the 9th, I'm going to be, no, it's the 10th. February 10th, I'm going to be walking in the Rise New York Fashion Week show, walking for Lee McCormick. She has the handbags. Um, that following week, February 17th, is going to be the first show of the Aunties Acting Up, where I'm going to be hosting my very first comedy show. Really nervous, yeah, very excited yeah, for that yeah. one. Um, that show is actually sold out, but the second show is the 19th, and that's going to have the American Sign Language interpreter. Um, uh, the, these are both going to be taking place at the Vanguard in Tulsa. So there's that show, and you can look those up on Vanguard.com and get tickets there. Um, what else do I got going on? Oh, yeah, the tattoo convention, uh, Homeward Bound tattoo convention happening in March in Tulsa. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be at the Osage Casino or not, but it, like I said, Homeward Bound tattoo convention. Look that up. You can find that information there. I'm sure I'll have some more stuff. This is just the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, Russ, thank you so much for having me back. I miss you, man. Of course. Anytime. You know, uh, can't wait to see what you do this year and beyond that. I mean, you know, I loved having you on. I love just talking chilling catching up i mean it's been a while and letting everybody know you know what your experience is like and just to keep going you know like because there's people out there that want to do stuff and don't ever get discouraged don't ever think like you get told no one time and it's over you Mm -hmm. know you got to keep striving you got to keep working put your head down and just fucking go 
I mean, there's no simple or simpler mm-hmm. way to put it. It might yeah. sound corny or you whatever. You need your own self for your own validation. You don't need other nope. people to validate you. But mm-hmm. guess what? Maybe one day you will have those people validating you. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you know, don't let that get you a big head because then your hats won't fit. So mm-hmm. then, <laughs> yep. Yep. <That's laughs> you know, true. just definitely stay humble, you know, and just keep keep ro- rocking with it. What works for you works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, stay happy. Stay, stay happy. healthy. Health as well. Oh, oh God! I burped. <laughs> Bourbon, health, wealth. That coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a good, good note to jump off of. Well, uh, let everybody know where to follow you and check you out. Yeah, actually, if y'all can just follow me on Instagram right now, I'm almost hitting what ten thousand followers. Dang, ten k. I just want the ten k. I don't care about any other. Just get me at the ten k, eh? Um, <laughs> so I'm Nat Tat on Instagram. That's N A T T A T T eight. The number eight, Nat Tat eight, Instagram. Follow me. And TikTok. Yeah, the TikTok same. I think it's the same handle, same name. You still and doing your? You still doing stuff on TikTok? I, I very rarely, you know, that mm-hmm. had that one TikTok that just went almost viral, almost like a million views, and then I was like, I can't do better than that. <laughs> and that was one that I didn't even try really hard. I was just like messing around, <laughs> fucking around, finding out, you know. But um, you guys can also follow me on Facebook too, just Natalie Standing Cloud on Facebook. Ink Junkies Tattoo are. Ink Junkies Tattoo is also has a Facebook page too. You can check it out. My albums on there. You can see all my portfolios and everything. Awesome. All my tattoos. Hell yeah! Well, everybody, if you're in New York for Fashion Week, Natalie will be there. Uh, we got the Aunties Acting Up Comedy Show. Two nights. The first night's sold out. Second night is we still got some tickets. Yeah, we still got tickets. And uh, after that, the Homeward Bound Tattoo Convention. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be at Osage. If I'm wrong, it's in Tulsa. Just come at me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you, Natalie, for coming on. I really did. I really do appreciate it. And I thank you so many times. There's no, no way I can. Many, many widows. Many, many widows. Many widows. But uh, if you haven't yet, go check out Okie Podcast on Instagram at Okie Podcast. At Russmus49 is my Instagram as well. Russell Sun Eagles, my personal. Um, check out Okie Podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation um, podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our subscribe to our YouTube channel under the same name, our Instagram too, and TikTok is reservation underscore mysteries. So, we might be having some live events coming out with that soon. We just have to get together about live events. But if you want us to come to your community, tell some scary stories uh just let it let me know let me know and we could set it up so till next time everybody peace bye